Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Horror on the Orient Express, and it's available from Chaosium. I am the Keeper of the Secrets, and this is episode 33. We are currently enacting passages from L'Imagine del Diavolo, The Image of the Devil. Our recap will be given by Morgan Llewellyn as his character, Andre of Troyes. So, without any further delay, Let's continue our journey into the darkness. Morgan? Thank you, Tom. Where has thine holiness fled to, Lord of Heaven? Who watches over this place now that love has gone? With foul breath, the adversary has snuffed out the divine light from so many Christian men. Constantinople, holy city, reduced to the outskirts of inferno. The reasons why Christians were called here to slaughter Christendom itself must all truly be Satan's work. But at the behest of Count Baldwin, a brave band has been sent into this maw of hell in order to thwart a devilish circle of sorcery. There's an artifact of malignant of malignancy being sought out among the ruins by both this band and the sorcerers alike. Baldwin's band, four stalwart knights and a brother of the cloths. They left, departed from a madman with a demon eye, his own plucked out. Filled with horrible screaming and visions, the band went to find a church where behind the image of the virgin there hides tools required for this adversary's machinations. There is a poetic import of such wickedness lurking behind the most holy of visages as the virgin herself. So much deeper the wickedness must be beneath every descendant of the apple eaters. What tears God must weep when he sees men torturing men to death in once holy streets. An orthodox man claiming witchcraft and black arts, he is called up upon he is called upon some dragon from the depths of hell, he claims. I dispatched him. His soul is already lost, and there's no need to gamble our own and the continuation of such foul games as torture and malice. But before we reached the church of St. Mokios, we heard a young girl's cries, several of the city's denizens living like mice among the corpses of their homes. Brother David gave them coin and directed them towards the gates. May God watch over that poor lot. And at the steps of St. Mokios, we were assailed, ambushed by assassins from that sorcerer cult, cowards and heretics all. We spilled their bloods on the cobblestones, steps, and stairs. Still, they pressed and they pressed. Their numbers were too great. A foul change in fortune drove us back. Hiding inside the church, we saw as the one who supplied that demon eye called forth the, the traitorous Renardi to the siege. We searched the church and eventually found our prize, gold trinkets and a clay thing that warrants death to prying eyes. Unable to escape gallantly through that, song, through that throng of assailants that were waiting for us outside, we slipped down into the crypts and set fire to that ruined spot. Through a narrow tunnel, we came to, into the heights of a cistern. Fumbling through the dark, black as the depths of night, we used our tabards as a, as a rope, and we descended to the rim. But little did we know that beneath those silent waters there slithered that dragon, a blue thing of mist and ice. It rose from the depths, give, 
giving young Martin a fright. But with metal and gall, we knights, we drove it back into the depths while Brother David put an end to the witchcraft left at that site. With the grace of God and the manner of Saint of, of England, St. George, that devilous serpent vanished? But did it, was it? Did we send it back to hell at all? Is it still down there in that cistern in the dark? I am troubled by this question and forever will be. This place is hell. And you have ascended the steps and you are now in the square outside where the cistern is. Uh, you have gotten all the way to the bottom of the hill in the process of traveling through the underground. Um, St. Mochius is actually out of sight at this point. It's up above on the hill. <clears throat> What's your next move? It's going to take us longer to get across this ruined city without our horses. But we must seek the uh, wisdom of that leper we were told of. Well, go ahead. That's just green. Uh, the, the leper you were told was at the Petrion Gate on the Golden Horn, which from where you are, that harbor is uh, directly east. And it and what time again at night this is? It's it's completely dark out. It's probably about nine o'clock at this point. Okay, so dark. Uh, I'm guessing there's not a lot of light out. Well, there are there are torches lit here and there. There are still city guards, uh, but by now most of the people you're going to encounter are probably drunk. Either that or the people that were. Maybe looking for us. I hope they haven't fanned out. Mm. Hopefully they think we perished in the fire. Well, if they do or they don't, we we need to uh, talk to this leper. The only way to get there now is by by our own feet. Yeah, I think I, th I think if we just press really hard to get there and go straight in a beeline, we might be able to get away with this. As right. we're mindful of looters and drunkards, uh, authorities that we pass should recognize that we are working under Baldwin's authority. This is now, I believe, the second night of the sack of Constantinople. So it's already been going on for, for a day, and, or uh, one day and most of a day. Mm-hmm. Um, the smell of the city is there's mixtures of of wine and all sorts of nasty smells, um, blood and gore. Um, do a whoever has the best um, other other empires, uh, whoever, whoever has Constantinople, you that can make a, a that was me, role. yeah. Ooh, starting off nice this time, hard. All right. So you kind of figure which direction you're going. You can, you know, which direction the uh, sun went down only because uh, it's, well, I mean, there's enough uh, landmarks to where you know which direction that is. So you know which direction is east. 
you head east. Um, there are disturbing noises. You wonder if somebody's being beaten or raped in one of the buildings. And there is, uh, uh, it's quite dark. The, the illumination that there is from torches and from candles is not very much. Um, you encounter a few people in alleys that are drunk and uh, none of them belligerent. You finally make your way out through a number of buildings and you can see the port just down below you. Um, the port is dark. Most of the ships, though, also have lanterns on them and stuff like that. Uh, you are not exactly sure which ship or where exactly you need to go. Uh, I'll, I'll call out. I'm just, is there people in the docks or? Yeah, there's there's people here and there. You you there? Uh, sir, we are we are uh, we have been sent by Count Baldwin. We wish to speak with somebody from the uh, the leper ship. The oh, the leper ship! The you leper don't leper want to go there. It's uh, full we of lepers. To, well, we wish merely to speak with one of them, not necessarily to step foot on that accursed. Well, he comes over next to you, and he turns in the same direction you're facing towards the water, puts his hand on your shoulder, and he says, you see there, those lights out on the water? That's that's the leper ship. You'll have to get a boat or something, a rowboat. Or... Once again, it's full of lepers. Of course. There's, yes. there's oh. a general fear of lepers for, from everyone, you know. <laughs> well, God, God bless you. Thank you for your assistance, brother. Do you know where we might hire a skiff? Oh, anywhere along here. Perhaps, friends, we should uh, not tell uh, whoever rents us this boat that we're taking it to meet the leper ship. Wise, wise counsel, brother David. Yes, no. Right. I'm sure that I'm sure the Lord will look over a, a slight omission. So within ten minutes or so, uh, you you ha there is a, a Greek fisherman. Um, for the most part, some of these people are still going about their regular work. Um, he's cleaning up the dock right where his his little boat is, uh, and he sees you coming, and he immediately becomes very, uh, you know, nervous that you're approaching him. Um, he falls silent and tries to get as small as possible as you're coming we'll, in his direction. We'll try to look, I'll try to look as non-threatening as possible, but I don't speak any Greek. So I'll turn to Brother David, who I believe does. Yes, I'll hail the fellow in Greek. Oh. Uh, good man. Uh, God bless you this evening. Uh, we are on a mission from uh, Count Baldwin. Uh, we need to uh, inspect some of the vessels in this harbor. The Count believes that there is uh, an enemy afoot being smuggled in. Uh, we can pay you reasonably to hire a skiff for an hour or so and return it to you here. Um, he doesn't argue. He doesn't look you square in the eye. Uh, but he gives you sort of a bow and points to his, his boat. Um, uh, I'll uh, give you uh, 
uh, eight coins now and four when we return? Uh, he gives you the indication that in his mannerisms, you can see they're very uh, Eastern. So he thanks you and uh, takes your money and gets you on board the boat. Uh, it's big enough to hold all of you. Uh, he gets at the oar towards the back and uh, begins to uh, paddle and navigate. Um, you find yourself uh, in a sort of strange world. You are on what looks like black water with a starry sky above you and uh, great walls of ships coming up on either side, which you pass between. And uh, you make your way out into the bay. A lot of the ships that are close by are uh, Venetian um, uh, soldier, you know, uh, military ships. And then you start to come to uh, uh, other ships, uh, Greek ships, vessels of trade and so forth. But the one that you're heading towards, um, it is a... Uh, it's a modified cargo ship. Um, it looks like it has two two decks with high castles on the fore and aft. Uh, and it has twin lanteen sails, the big triangular sails. Um, there are uh, some uh, lanterns burning on the top. Um, and it looks like there is room. There, there are two large steering oars on the back. And there are little windows on the side for oars. Looks like twenty oars on each uh, each side, um, and as you you pull up, he suddenly starts to become nervous as you're you're you know telling him this is where you want to go. Um, uh, he he points to the the name on the ship, and the name is Pestis. Yes, it is not our intention to go aboard. I'll I'll call out to the ship. Hail, hail Pestis. So uh, it takes a couple of seconds, but uh, suddenly, what comes to the the side of the ship are a couple of what look like they must be monks. They're dressed in black, so you can't really see anything. They're just shapes. Um, and one of them says down to you. He says, uh, "Um." Those strangers, uh, this ship uh, uh, is uh, a leper ship. Yes, we, we only met, we only wish to exchange words, not company with somebody aboard, a monk named uh, Maro, Marovac. Brother Marovac, just a moment. Yes. He uh, goes away, and after a few moments, another, once again, just a big black shape, um, comes up to the thing, and he says, Yes, I am Brother Merovac. Um, are you come from Baldwin? He told me some might be coming. That is us. He told me that it was a matter of some security. Uh, I cannot leave the ship, but if you come on board, we can speak privately. I won't touch you hmm. well, perhaps unless you want to yell such sensitive information back and forth where everyone can hear no that'd be 
I'll, I'll turn to to Brother David. Yes, it's a heavy question, isn't it? On the one hand, the lepers won't tell anyone, nor will this humble Greek fisherman, but it is true that voices on open water can carry very far, and if it is in fact a group of Venetians that are uh, in command of this simulacrum, I suppose secrecy is an order. Could he maybe be lowered in a small dinghy down to us? This way we would stay away from all the other lepers. We'd have the fresh sea air. And, I, uh, I'm afraid by orders I'm not actually allowed to leave the ship. Uh, I see. Well, I I will go aboard. I, I can... I will. I will do I can, I can make it so there is a clean area that you need not worry about. I don't really have any concept of bacteria, so yeah. I will join you, Andre, and together we'll perhaps right. Renaud and Martinez want to stay here and make sure that our ride doesn't leave. Yeah. I will make sure nothing happens to our fair boat. And keep a lookout while you're at it. Uh, the, you know, perhaps the Venetians have somebody spying on the Pestis. We'll be back as soon as we can. Godspeed. So uh, a uh, ladder is lowered, uh, uh, a rope ladder is lowered over the side of the ship. And uh, Brother Maravac steps away from it, and uh, anyone else on the deck. There are a couple of other monks on this on the deck that stay away from it, uh, so that you have a clear path without fear of getting touched by anyone. Um, I'm not going to make you do a climb roll. You uh, climb up the, the roll. Um, The uh, just to set sort of the atmosphere, I mean, it's there's not that much light. I mean, lanterns out in the outdoors don't make much of an impression other than there's there's a boat because you can see the lantern. So the, the deck's kind of dark and uh, he uh, ushers you across the deck towards the forecastle and uh, says there is a uh, a room within where we can. Uh, uh, where we can discuss who's going, who's all there. Those three. Okay, the three. Yeah. You, you, you three. Uh, so he opens up the door and uh, he steps inside and he says, uh, I, uh, uh, hospitality means that I should offer you food and drink, but I don't think that you drink it or eat it. Yeah. That is. Thank you for the thought. Yes. So once inside, about the, all that there is, there are a couple of places to sit, but there's a, a table in the center of the forecastle. Um, and he says, uh, please, he goes on to the other side of it. And he says, um, please, please tell me what you've learned. If you don't know who I am exactly, I am the Brother Maravac. I am uh, of the Order of St. Bartholomew. And uh, I am for all intents and purposes, the occult master. I have studied a great deal in many things before my affliction. Now that he's sort of more in the light, 
you can see that his facial is pale. He has a beard like me, but um, there's almost an oatmeal texture to bits of his skin on his face and maybe on the backs of his hands when he's standing there. And he says, um, he says, I should be able to consult you with any any matters of uh, strange religions or uh, witchcraft and uh, and counsel you on what to do. What have you heard so far? Well, we've uh, encountered a, uh, for lack of, of better term, a dragon. A, a dragon? We, yes. I certainly didn't expect you to say something like that. We didn't expect to uh, to see it. We were able to drive it back into the water. Oh my! If the yes, it... if the Greeks have gone to that length, um, I'm 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 quite surprised. Um. We, uh, uh, Baldwin sent us a message. There was something about a cult loose yes, in the city. Yes, there's, there's a, there is a group of supposed sorcerers among the Venetians with the, with the name, the unburdened, is it the unburdened flesh or is that? Um... The unburdened flesh. I've actually heard rumors of them before. Um, they are a Venetian group. Currently led by something, someone called Ramardi, we believe. Must be a soldier amongst the, the Venetians. Um, the unburdened flesh, what I've heard is that they worship some sort of old pagan deity. Um, uh, I think it is called the Skinless One. And uh, from my research, uh, it is the son of uh, Mata Larum, an ancient pagan deity, of, of uh, the mother of chaos, if you will, or the mother of tears. Um, uh, the cult was known for its great cruelty and evil. Um, if they're about, there's, there may be some serious problems. We'll have to do something about that. Um, We've killed a number of them. Any idea why they're here? Why would they come here? They're after some kind of... A magical suit of armor of some kind. It's supposed to be a, 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 a representation of the unholy one himself. Uh, not of steel, but of porcelain clay. He looks suddenly quite disturbed. He's like the image of the devil. Uh, he becomes very contemplative. He says, "That that's another story entirely. I uh, I am aware of a great and evil wizard 
who created a suit of armor, such as you describe, uh, that can mimic, uh, mimic uh, his foes. Um, uh, this evil wizard, uh, he's uh, somewhat legendary, but nobody has ever known where exactly he is. Uh, he is called uh, Sedevkar. He is uh, a Seljuk monk, a uh, Seljuk Turk, um, and it's long been suspected that he lives somewhere here in this city. But nobody's, as I said, nobody's ever known where he is. If he is here, he must be eliminated. Uh, these unburdened ones seem to believe so. We understand that that's what they have come for. Perhaps counsel oh. with him. No, I think not. In my experience, members of cults are not loyal to one another. I think most likely these Venetians have come here looking for him to take what he has, to steal his, uh, the devil's similare, the, the, the devil image of the devil. Um, we, uh, we need to figure out where he is holed up. Mm. Um, what else? We we found a a monk who was driven in uh, a priest who was driven insane by this cult, who had his eye replaced with an eye of a demon, where people could watch uh, from afar through his gaze. Um, he mentioned relics or and scrolls hidden within. The Church of Saint Mochius, which we have retrieved. Oh, um, may I? May I see them? Uh, yes, I'll I'll show him what. Um. So he lays it out on the table. Um. Oh, uh, he has to like put a, a heavy rock on the end of each thing as he lays it out. And he says, uh, "This is in uh, both the Latin, Greek, and uh, uh, Arabic." He says, uh, fortunately, I speak all three. Um, he goes over it, and he starts to read it out loud at first, but then he becomes quiet as he's reading it. This is a ritual. This is a ritual of location. Uh, by performing the ritual, and it's quite gruesome, it should divine the location of Sedevkar and his suit of armor, as you call it, the similare. It involves skin and blood. Well, the uh, city is in such ruin, we might be able to supply these things without actively causing harm. Um, my Arabic the, is not as strong as my Latin and Greek, uh, so perhaps we can go over the details. And I, I also have a bit of Arabic. I've, I've been to the Holy Land. Cross to his side of the table, uh, unthinking of the danger in my zeal to learn the secrets of the scroll. So as you come over, and he... he... Make sure that you know you don't touch him, but he uh, 
he shows you where it says, and he sort of reads it to you. Um, he says, let's see, where is it? Um, we will need a bowl, uh, something fairly large that we can fill with water. Uh, from there, we need uh, certain things, snake scales, black feathers, evil-smelling wax. Um, these things will be influenced by the skinless one. A piece of flesh um, must be sacrificed. Um, that equates to 1d4 if it comes from one of you. Um, uh, to the person giving up the skin. Uh, it also requires blood uh, from the same person. And uh, what should happen then is we should see in the reflection on the water the location of the uh, of Sedevkar and his similare. What if the two are not together, or are are they inextricably bound? Do you think? What are the two? Sedefkar and his object, his totem. It, I I don't know. Um, I assume you haven't any lizard scales aboard. It's something that we'll have to. Uh, have to at least take a little bit of time to uh, get a hold of these things. Um, I, I think that in uh, these things are terrible. Um, I think that it's best if we, once we found Sedevkar, if we send you to do him in, if that's possible, um, I'm sure that there will be some resistance against you uh but if you succeed you need to bring these relics back they're extremely dangerous and we need to unravel their making and figure out how to destroy them i don't think you'll be able to do it by natural means most of these sort of artifacts have some sort of uh, permanence to them at least in my experience Probably there was a great deal of blood and flesh destroyed in the making of this damned thing. I, am, uh, I seem to I recall am, something. One moment. Let me let me consult a tome that I have. And he, he leaves and he goes down into the I'm ship. given great pause with this suggestion of relying on devilry to find yes this sedef car yes. to to use black magic to find this are we not dooming my, our souls to eternal the eternal fire uh, i'm certain that our intention is important with regard to the venality or severity of the sin. Sometimes in order to combat 
something from the depths, one descends into those depths. Did not Lord Jesus himself descend into hell over two days to uh, release those bound there? He did. He uh, comes back up a few moments later with a small book, and he says, yes, yeah, I found information. The similare is described as a ceramic suit of armor, um, and it gives the uh, the wearer of the suit great occult powers. Um, however, it has an inherent flaw. If it is viewed at an oblique angle in direct light, uh, the surface of the armor can be detected. And if you strike it with sufficient force at that point where you see the glint, um, the armor will come apart. You will be able to undo, uh, remove the armor from Sedevkar if he is in fact wearing it. It should fall off, it says. Yes, fall away, fall away, it says. Hmm. You certainly look like hefty knights. Yes. We just need to get get this uh Sedefkar into the sunlight. Or even a bright candle, a, a bright uh, torchlight should sufficient be sufficient. Uh, perhaps if he is backlit by a flame, you will be able to see it. Anything else that you is the does this uh, scroll say anything about the way in which the suit is employed to mimic the the uh, seeming of another? It says nothing. I I have no information on that. So we could perform this damned ritual. See where Sedefkar and his similare lies, and arrive there to see Count Baldwin himself, and we would have to shine a light on him obliquely to recognize that it was actually Sedefkar in a suit. Yes, perhaps. Yes, although I let us hope that our our Count Baldwin is not in any kind of danger. Well, yes, that's what I was hoping that the scroll would tell us how it gained the ability to mimic a particular soul if it had to contact them. Or well, many times these things require nail pairing or a tuft of hair. It is something that we will have to figure out afterwards uh, how these things are used. Perhaps. Um, perhaps the Sedevkar uh, has himself some uh, tome or uh, scroll that explains. It seems here, when I read this passage, that it implies that Sedevkar is not the creator of the Similare, 
the possessor, possessor, this word here, it it means more possessor than it it, it suggests that the similare may be older than we think. It may have been forged in hell itself. It seems an object of pure fabrication and malice. Do you think that perhaps this Sadevkar individual has been subsumed into the thing itself? I don't know. Um, those are unanswered questions. We do not know what, what it is. But if it can be removed, then I would assume that it is simply worn like a suit of armor. And uh, by removing it, he will be exposed. Now, he is a wizard. I do not know what kind of powers or curses he has, but uh, uh, we do have relics that you can take with you to protect you from the evil. Um, there are quite a few uh, relics that have been rescued uh, in uh, here in Constantinople. Quite a few. I think a piece of the true cross or two wouldn't do us any ill in this quest. There is there is quite a substantial piece of wood from the true cross. Perhaps a sliver, sliver for each of you. Mm. Yes. But we will have to gather these materials. Um, I realize that you are probably quite reticent about the black magic. Um, from my experience, magic is usually neither black nor white. It is simply a way of changing things within the universe, not allowed. But uh, in our case, we are not using it for evil. We're using it to thwart the evil. So I think that uh, confession and uh, uh, that'll be taken care of that way. If you like, I can perform it. We need what? For that matter, all of us who are on the true crusade are given some uh, benefit salvationally. Indeed. And if it is the evil, if his evil, and I'm sure of it, that his evil is the evil that has descended upon us all and driven us to madness. Matalaram and her son, the skinless one, is out and about in the city, then. You say a dragon. What more proof do you need than that? Beast swears that it will raise the entire city before it's finished. Uh, Brother Merak, do you think that uh, we should return to the city, gather the materials, and come back here for the ritual? Yes. It shouldn't be too difficult i know there are quite a few crows uh black wing black feathers um i don't know how you'll find it, it says the skin of i mean the, the scales from a snake do do we still have we in fighting the dragon my, my sword still has its blood perhaps there are some scales lingering on some of our kit do a luck roll Eleven. Hmm. You 
by chance looked down and realized that in the uh, sort of in the folds of your thing, there are a number of slightly rounded, what looked like fish scales, but very large ones, um, probably dragon scales. My God, and he 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 takes one and he looks at it and he's like, I I wouldn't have believed it. I wouldn't have believed it if you hadn't shown me directly. There are some that say that dragons don't really exist. They're just metaphors for the devil. Mm. To think you actually fought one. Well, I'm so, sure there is some malign purpose behind the images in which the devil assumes. Bring me some feathers, um, perhaps tomorrow morning. Perhaps tomorrow. Uh, what do you think perhaps, of this stinking wax, Maravac? I'm guessing earwax. Mm. Any sense of quantity? I don't think it needs to be much. Let me think on that, and uh, I think I might be able to come up with something like that here. Mm. We are within reach of stopping a great evil. We must, uh, we must act quickly. Perhaps you can find these things even tonight. Perhaps the crows are roosting. We will do our best. So they'll be up high in a tree or in a roof or in a rafter. I wonder if there's a black seabird about this coast as well. It is. I'll shoot it down with my crossbow. Well, it says, or... yeah, anything with black feathers. Even the gulls have some black feathers on their tails and wings. Indeed. Perhaps you will get lucky. We don't want to linger the uh, this um, Venetian Ramardi seems to have great resources that he knows who we are. Yes, I think that, that he may propose some problems, but uh, he's not the most important thing here. Uh, they're upstarts. They're probably lacking in any great power and uh, are just... Uh, are just fooling themselves. It's uh, Sedevkar that's the true threat to the city. Um, Maravak, is there a rowboat aboard the Pestis that we can take so as not to be dependent on the goodwill of the the um, port community? I, I think that having fooled one fellow into rowing us out here, we might find it difficult to return. Do, um, do a luck roll. 16. No, no okay. problem. 
Yeah, we'll say there's a skiff that's that's moored to it uh, to go back and forth. Just for supplies and things. Maybe it hasn't even been on board, so it won't be plaguey. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything else you want to do before you leave? Uh, do, Maravak, do you feel uh, that this vessel is safe from the Venetian cabal? I think most people are quite afraid of it, so. So this might be the safest place to leave that scroll. What do you think you? Get, leave you it with me. Andre? I'll go over it even more. I'll uh, I'll do some more research, some extra research, and see what I can come up with. Be, be wary of any Venetian, in particular, any knights. I mean, as we've mentioned, this Renardi. Indeed. All right. Spit at any approaching vessel, and it will turn tail. I suspect. Brother Maravac, it's an honor to meet you. Thank you for your help. Yes. Oh, with God, my son. And uh, you get back in the skiff. The uh, the uh, you you rejoin uh, Renaud and uh, Martinez. And gonna, uh, you need to take the extra skiff, also, or else. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I I'll happily row that one. Well, let's say that you all just get into it, and uh, the okay. Greek fisherman leaves. We'll, um, we'll give him the four coins that we promised to give yeah. him. Uh, but he he makes a hasty retreat, and he doesn't look back. <laughs> was he helpful up on the ship? Uh, when you were on the ship with him alone, he was very he he tried to strike up an argument. That he wanted to leave because of that ship. Oh. And uh do either of you have Greek? Oh yes. Okay, yeah. So he was God. he was just saying, but I have I have a, a wife and I have five children and I don't want to be I don't want to catch leprosy. You are protected by the word of God. Yes, the word of God didn't protect us when you all ransacked our city and killed us all and stole all of our things and murdered us and well, crucified our, our, to... our archbishop. And... <laughs> God God works in mysterious ways. It means very mysterious ways. Hmm. Perhaps we should kill this Greek so he doesn't speak of uh, us coming here. Wife and five children. <laughs> oh, I've slaughtered, I'm sure, others. In. <laughs> what is your last name? On the back of his shield, Giles has like the amount of uh, yeah. widows he's like. <laughs> Orphan children, <laughs> I've created. <laughs> widows, orphans. All right. So you uh, you row back to the shore. You find a place where you can secure your little skiff and uh, and make it safe so that you can use it the next day. Nobody will touch it because they know where it came from. Pestis 2 on the side. That's right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely make sure that that is polished and easily viewable. <laughs> Pesticis, little pesticis. Pesticima. <laughs> All right, so you return to shore. It is now quite late at night. What do you want to do? We'll, we say getting... it's, we'll say it's one in the morning. Are we tired or are we still? We crawled around in cisterns. And... Yeah. 
Yeah, we might need to find a place to hunker down for the evening. We don't want to be staggering around with our uh, our perception low. It could be easily easily ambushed again. But we do. Maybe have... we should rest on the pastissima until the morning. Yes. All right. We can, you know, get you... grab some sacks of grain or something if we need a little cushion. It is the sack of Rome, or the sack of Constantinople. <laughs> so yeah. uh, uh, you can take whatever you want. Yeah. Do we see any uh, blackbirds? Uh, not at the moment. I mean, okay. it's dark, so uh, yeah. you'll have yeah. to go looking where you think they might roost. Um, I will have you roll constitution rolls. If you fail, you're just extremely uncomfortable and you don't sleep very well. All right. Uh, I think a little gruel and a sack of wine will help. 25. Look at that. Got a hard exactly. Just I regular failed. for me. <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> That's a hard, hard pass. You sound like you fell, Delisle. You look uh, like yes, you didn't I, sleep a wink. I am seemingly getting worse by the day. That leakage from your ear, ear that would give I'm us I'm sorry, a what, what were we rolling? Constitution. Constitution. Just see how well you sleep. Okay, I failed. Okay. So you and Martinez end up curled up on each other and just make yourself really uncomfortable. And, uh, Keep poking each other with your armor. So the morning comes, and uh, I will have Andre and Martinez take a penalty dice on anything that you would have to really concentrate on. Otherwise, you're okay. All right, so it's morning. You guys are still in the little boat sitting there. There's people all around you. There's uh, a fish, bustle fish at the dock. Or, yeah, yeah. Let's get. Uh, let's pay a uh, you know a tiny coin for a fish stew for breakfast. We have. Uh, we have to figure out this blood and flesh matter. The wax. The leper thinks he can gather. I imagine that lazarite earwax is foul. Hmm. Black feathers should not provide too much difficulty, but uh, the the scroll said something like a pound of flesh. Oh, that sounds like something somebody would write in a play or something, some future date. I think it's the sort of thing that resonates back and forth in legend. Uh, and the blood has to come from the same soul. Mm, maybe we'll run into some of these cultists and be able to just harvest from them. Oh, excellent maybe. idea. Slaughter a couple fresh. Remember, Reynardi had no trouble calling for reinforcement, however. Yeah, I wouldn't happen. mind getting one of them in the in the cosh with my uh, mace, I, I have to admit. I'm yet unblooded since this has begun. We must, I mean, we must be careful with such an endeavor because not everyone here is loyal to Baldwin. Very true. There are more than just these heretics you could call upon for aid. You've got Baldwin's men, you've got uh, Boniface's men, 
And then you've got the Venetians. And, the, and Romardi is one of them, one of the Venetians. Thank goodness God is on our side, though. Of course. As long as we remain virtuous and in his service. Yes, brother. Let us pray. After hey. the fish stoop. So we'll say that, so now you're going to go looking for a crow hmm. or somewhere you can get black feathers. I'm going to um, be scouting some, gu some gulls before we go very far. But if they're very snowy gulls, then we'll have to go inland. I mean, you'd think there'd be like some some type of scavenging bird around. Or are like there? That. I mean, are there any like? There are. I gulls. Mean, there was a massive siege going on. Are there arrows that have been discarded? Like, is there they're they're fletching? Like, sure. Black feathers off the fletching yeah. of arrows. Plus, there are probably a lot of birds now because there's dead bodies everywhere. Yeah. Oh, there'll be carrion crows all over the city. Yeah. There we go. We need some. We need some crow juice. I mean, some crow feathers. All right. So you come to an area where you definitely, there are crows. You can hear them squawking. They're around the dead bodies. Um, I think this is a good opportunity for you to practice your marksmanship. Here. Mm -hmm. Shall we open fire? Uh, I should be able to, uh, to to take, take its head off. Okay, go ahead and try. Crossbow. Oh yeah, yes, crossbow. Uh, that's a hard. All right, easily. Yeah, you spear one right through the middle. It squawks for a second and drops to the ground, flopping on the end of your uh, bolt. Uh, and uh, you gather it together. You've got plenty of black feathers. Okay. Um. So now I guess it's just that flesh and blood that you're going to need. Do any of the peasantry look particularly evil or heathen-y? Well, they all look heathen-y. You know, you're, uh, they look foreign. These are Easterners. They're, oh, everything yeah. about them, their mannerisms and their uh, and so forth, are not your high-class uh, Frankish uh, cultured uh, things. They stink I mean, of look, look, spice look and olive oil. oil. Look at all these foreigners in this foreign city. <laughs> My God, what's this place coming to? Um, I would say, though, that it just do a luck roll. I mean, there are bodies. There are bodies. If we just hack off a leg that's still got blood in right. it. Oh, look at that. There's a hard luck roll. All right. So easily enough, you find somebody who is fairly freshly killed, maybe mm -hmm. just an hour ago. I'll just get um, to work on his arm there. You uh, don't need that anymore. You get a, a, some sort of decanter or vial from a local. Just grab it. You know, mm -hmm. like I say, you, you're taking everything anyway. So yeah, uh, you do that. You wrap up the piece of flesh in a piece of cloth, and uh, you have everything that you need. Let's return to uh, the ship. Hell, uh, check the corpse's uh, ears for wax. Might as well bring extra. Oh, you right. also need a bowl of some sort. We need a large bowl. Probably there'll be a an area by the, the port. There was one in the cistern, but I think Brother David kicked it into the depths. I did. I think that 
demon can keep that. There's got to be a yeah. there's got to be shops by the by the port. Shops and houses. Like and that. Yeah. A lot of them are broken into and yeah, I'm I'm not gonna make Rance your roll. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll have you. I'll have you roll a uh, luck roll just to see how long it takes. Okay, I got mine seventy one. Anyone have? Power? I have fifty luck. Oh, <laughs> is that the lowest? We're we're looking for the lowest luck or the highest yeah. luck. Lowest, the lowest because uh, I'm I'm above fifty. Yeah, that sounds like fifty is the lowest. Mm. Right. And 21. Right. Okay. So within an hour, you find exactly what you think will work perfectly. In fact, it's kind of a brass bowl. Um, nice it's got carvings on it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got the right aesthetics for a ritual sacrifice. Yeah. We want the yeah, biggest that's... window we can get. After all, yeah. we don't want to do this in a teacup. Exactly. And the orphan that we took it from, he, he didn't need it anyway. I dumped his food out. <laughs> Oh yeah, it'll be fine. You can gather. And then we took his lunch money too. <laughs> his drachma, yeah. All right, so you get back in the skiff. You head back now. As you are going towards the pastus, there is definitely a sinister look to it. I mean, it hasn't been exactly kept up. Um, uh, it's not. It's not. You know, they usually freshly. Yeah, these things are. Painted, I guess. Hmm. Um, the the paint is old. You can tell that it was once uh, a transport, a cargo ship um, that simply has been repurposed. Um, there are some tatters in the in the sails themselves. And uh, as you're approaching, you can see there are a number of monks uh, in black uh, walking about on the uh, the the center of the the deck. As you are approaching, though, with you when you're by maybe a hundred feet away, uh, you are spotted, and uh, Merovac comes out, and he lowers the ladder before you even get there, mm-hmm. and uh, sort of gives you a wave. Um, the monks are all, you know, I guess the Saint Saint Bartholomew. They're all in uh, very black, big, heavy hooded things. Um, you can occasionally see the whiteness of their skin, which is the leprosy. And uh, Brother David, do a um, do a, an occult roll or a knowledge roll. The highest occult I think I've ever had, uh, but I just rolled a normal success. Okay. Um. You know that St. Bartholomew was one of the apostles. Uh, he was martyred. Uh, as you recall, he was flayed. Mm. Skinless on the left and skinless on the right, really. And it may be why the the monks are have leprosy as well. It's just sort of a sign of what they, they are. I much prefer the pale skin of some of the Lazarites to the ones that have stained bandages when their hands reach up from their robes. Yeah. Um, so you, you're not helped on board. You climb up on board. Uh, Merovac dismisses the monks. Let's go back down into the ship. He then uh, uh, ushers you into the uh, the same room you were in before in the forecastle. And he says... Uh, I haven't found much more on this, 
But I am convinced that this thing, this similari is much older than Sedevkar. So I don't know exactly why he's been associated with it, but he is he is the current owner of it. And perhaps the other way around. So he uh, he sets up the bowl in the center of the table, fills it with water. Um, he then you know has the scroll. He's reading down the scroll as he uh, he puts the black feathers in and uh, the wax and the dragon scales. And uh, he has you all stand around it. And he puts out his hands and he says, now I need the, the flesh and the blood to be poured in and we should get a result. Um, you guys do that. I would like whoever, well, we'll have David do it again, uh, a cult role as the ritual is cast. Aha! A seven is an extreme success. Yeah. Ah. So as you are as you are looking, the water begins to ripple. Um from the center, little little circular ripples bounce back and forth. And at first it stays it, it, it seems to get darker than the room itself that you're in with the, the, the candlelight and so forth. Then all of a sudden as it shimmers, you see the color red and Forming in the center of the bowl is what looks like a tower. It's uh, it's square as it goes up and uh, seems to be fairly tall. The color of it is kind of an off-ochre color, um, kind of a yellow, but there, uh, the, the top of it is red. Um, Anyone can do the, the the Kingdom of Constantinople role. Come on, dice. I rolled a 41, and that is my skill. So, All right. right. So as you're looking at it, you are pretty sure you know exactly where that is in the city. It's it's right on the Golden Horn. It's not not it, it's it's far from where you are right now but it's not too far it's on that same coast going down farther but you think that as you went by on a boat that you saw it on the on the shore because it's kind of distinctive um i know that place uh as you are doing this uh the, the picture becomes almost, it's almost like a photograph. It becomes very clear to you. And then all of a sudden, what looks like a hand comes up out of the bowl and shatters the picture and then goes back into the bowl. The water splashes and uh, all of you sort of step back as that happens. Brother Merivac, this is not unlike what we saw before, the Venetian who was afflicted with the poisoned eye. It, he told us everything he could, trying to hold back the forces of these unburdened ones. 
And at the end, when he expired, the eye seemed to see the other way, much as this hand seems to have recognized that we were looking as if through an open window, it saw back. I must admit, I didn't think of that, but it certainly is a possibility that uh, the wizard saw us back through it. I don't think so. I mm -hmm. think we would have seen his face. Then what was that hand? I think he may have figured that somebody was spying on him. He may be prepared, but I don't, I hope that he didn't recognize us in any way. In any case, he may be prepared. Well, we should not delay. Amen. Giles, right. you said you knew where this was. Yeah, it is uh, along the coast. Well, we have we have the craft. We are we should be able to be there soon. Let's. We should not give him any time to prepare for our arrival. No, we should. Uh, uh, oh, Flanders, Delil, the good news is we have pieces of the true cross to take with us for our protection. We should also take lanterns. If the if the Sedefkar is hiding in a cave in that tower, there may not be natural light to shine upon the suit. Excellent idea. Um, Maravak, you're a learned man. I believe that Greek fire was used in the sack. Wouldn't mind if you had access to some of that material. I'm afraid that's a Byzantine secret, and we don't have it. Then um, tortures and lanterns and swords shall be. And the true cross. Livers of the true cross, that is. That is yeah. quite the heavy thing to bear. Yes. Onward. All right. So you travel. You're going to travel down the river. Or down the, the Golden Horn. If if it be quicker than traveling by land, which I it probably, probably would be. Would. Yeah. Yeah. Less likely to meet the Venetians that way too. Mm -hmm. We can look pretty anonymous on this little skiff. Yep. All right. So you're pretty sure you actually know from where you were when you could when you think you could see it. You know that it's along here somewhere um so i will say you know you've been traveling for maybe oh 30 minutes as you're going down you guys are growing probably yeah you're yeah. growing i would like you to uh do another group luck roll highest or lowest lowest always close 47 still good close okay. close but it's the, it's the right side of close you know right. okay so you are looking over 
towards the shore. You still don't see exactly what it was you think you saw. Um, but as you are looking, you hear a noise in the distance. And it's a noise. At first, you think that it's the sound of birds. But then you realize it's something that you don't think in your experience in your whole life you've ever heard before. It's a strange, rhythmical, sort of high-pitched droning. Uh, and and uh, it's almost a drumbeat. Um, it's, and then it sounds like multiple ones, like like multiple drum beats. Hmm. And I would like you to do a spot hidden roll as you were in the boat. Ah, yeah. Nine. Nine. 96. Nine. Seven. Hard. Nine. Nine. Hard. Nine. Nine. Hard. Nine. 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 I got a hard. I, I'll, oh, okay. I'll see there. Under. Yeah, yeah. Well, once what, just the hard. You don't need to spend luck. Uh, uh, Guile says you are in the. You're sort of in the front of the boat. Um, as you look up, you think you see at first what is a small flock of birds, maybe four of them, up in the sky. They are black, and as they are getting closer you can tell that that's where this weird sound is coming from and they're big birds but then you realize that the shape of the wings is like bat wings and flying out of the sky going in your direction are four devils they are black they are horned uh they have prodigious claws and they are starting to swoop down towards you I go the demons are upon us I'm bad at fighting so I'll try to row us to the bank while you people with sharper weapons try to defend this gif of course get up my crossbow I don't think, Brother David, you're that bad at fighting. You just use a bludgeon. Yeah, and I rolled terribly last time, so uh, I'm feeling my mace uh, is off. <laughs> I haven't yet to. I have yet to hit. All right, these things look very much like what you'd expect uh, uh, devils to look like from icons, little black winged monstrosities. Um, as they get closer. There's something else about them uh, that is going to have you roll. This is why I'm holding on your sanity roll. They look like they are made out of skinned humans that have been ah. deformed. And in fact, their entrails are hanging out as they are coming forward. They are quite deformed. You can do a sanity roll. Yes. Are you saying more like a construct or more like? More like a construct. Okay. 97. 55. Andre is not taking this very well. 51, <laughs> which is a pass. Ah, it. If you failed, uh, Andre, uh, <laughs> I'm going to leave this at 1d4, sanity damage. Well, 97, I feel like I take the max. I think I lose four. All right, you can take four. You're sure it's it's Satan's, it's demons. 
Well, I'm taking two. I only failed it by two, so that also feels somewhat fair. Yeah, Martinez lost. uh, Delau lost four also. So they are not so black as they are like damaged, bruised human skin. Um, These things come down and they're going to set upon you. Um, Die, heralds of Beelzebub. Uh, let's see. Do our our dex rolls? Who gets to go first? We had this all written down at one seven, point. Eight. I'll just oh, put it seven, in my eight. name for yeah. you. We'll just we'll just go around the screen. Uh, Renaud, you can go first. So I'll give one a good whack as it flies down. Ah. Okay, go ahead and roll. Let's see if that's a little helpful at all. Twenty. 20 i need a better light 22 that's a there's it oh that's a heart <laughs> ah. all, right. all right um it it swipes at you as well and it also gets a hard uh but since it's your turn you can uh, you do the damage all right that's seven points into it or at least that's seven seven, seven. I don't seven. Know that make it all you do later. seven points you literally cleave one into into in twain and it uh it it shrieks and falls to the ground literally ah, split in half you realize there was nothing like bone that you hit hmm. whatever this thing is it's composed entirely of skin which flops to the ground and it reeks hmm. um martinez you are next going around this way Attack, whatever. Did you uh, attack? Okay. So let's see. Uh, uh, Just a regular. Okay. You got an 84. Uh, So go ahead and do some damage. Uh, Eight points of damage. Nice. That that also kills one. They're not very strong. Um, they are terrifying and they stink. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, Giles, your turn. Uh, am I able to get a bolt off? Sure. Okay. Oh, 10. Uh, that is an extreme. Uh, excellent. He got a hard, so you win. Uh, okay. Some damage. Okay. Does extreme do max damage, or is that only on a like a? Dude, that's critical. Oh, critical seven. Seven. Okay, so you pierce through one of these. Uh, the bolt almost doesn't even slow down. It goes through it, making a hole in it, uh, which kind of it, it causes it to slide to the side, but it continues to fly down. Um, you're not precisely sure if these things are even alive yeah. in a general sense. Uh, Andre. Okay, we'll track, uh, we'll try to hack them out of the air. Okay. 30 is a hard success. Okay, and I, I failed. Um, so go ahead and do some damage. Oh, no. They have the ability to freeze you in place. Yeah. 
Ooh, 11. 11, easily. Yeah, you, you nice. once again, you slice it. This is Am like slicing. Uh, you were for a second. Oh. Uh, yeah, so you slice through it once again. <laughs> it uh, it splatters. It, it falls to the ground. Um, Brother David, there is actually only one left. It's the one that uh, that Giles hit. Uh, it is uh, heading towards you with its mouth open and its sharp fangs. And you're not even sure it has eyes, but it has holes where the eyes would be. I expect now it whistles when it flies through the air with that <laughs> hole in it. All right. I'll, uh, as it, as it appears to be personal, I'll let the oars rest in the lock and swing a mace. Okay. Ha! <laughs> I rolled a one. My streak oh. is over. So as it gets close enough, just to where it's it's almost on top of you, you swing your mace and you hit it, and it splatters on the ground or on the the boat. Um, the things are the the four of them are gone. So you guys are now uh, the battle's over. Mm. I'm going to wash my mace in the in the water of the bay or estuary or whatever this is because that stuff that flesh is vile and unclean well as you wash i'm going to get us rowing because if they they're sending attackers they're already onto us yeah they seem from from what you can see from these things they look like they've been sewn together from bodies yeah all right uh, as you move on, you're quite you're quite unnerved. Of course, it's still morning, uh, so the light is good. Uh, within the next 30 minutes, you do see what you think is the tower. But you can see in the distance there seem to be these large things flying around the top of the tower. Do they look like what just attacked us? Probably. They're far away. But yeah, you'd guess those might be those those evil demons. Hmm. We should have gotten from the Lazarite monk some cedar oil or something to stop the stench. This whole tower is going to be filled with maggoty, rotting skin. Time to throw up over the side of the boat. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Andre. Let's get it over with. By every logic, at least, we should be here well ahead of this, uh, the unburdened ones. They didn't find the scroll. They didn't have a leper to talk to. So we have every possibility of taking command of this simulare before they get a hold of it. And they're not following us on the water. We could easily see that. We're, we're not. Yes. I, I turn around as I say that, and <laughs> there's not a boat right behind us, is there? <laughs> gotcha. <No. laughs> All right. So you're heading towards the shore. Yep. Brother David, please pray for my soul. I'm I'm worried I won't make it, and after that ritual, I would hate to be cast down. Uh, yes. We'll all have a we'll all have a quick uh, baptismal moment when we get ashore cleanse ourselves before the battle it's very wise all right so you get 
to the shore. Now, you know you're going to have to go through a little bit of the city to get to that tower, um, but there aren't very many people around in this area. You clean yourselves up as best you can, and you start making your way through uh, the, the, the city going in the general direction of the tower. Uh, why don't you all do stealth rules? <laughs> in chain mail. Eighty-four. My version <laughs> of uh, is of stealth is a uh, weapons drawn and shouting about um you know zero one. I'm like quiet. Okay. Ah, Forty-nine. <laughs> Forty-nine success. Wasted right. a zero one. On two, of us are, two of us are quiet. Three of us are loud. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. One of us ding, is ding, like really, ding, really, ding, really ding, quiet. Ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> Super stealth. So we'll say that Giles manages to get a little ways ahead. So he's sort of scouting and he's being very quiet about it. And the rest of you are bringing up the rear, but, uh, some of you are making a little too that that chainmail does make noise, like like ringing bells. Um, all right. Um, I have uh, Renaud do a luck roll. Oh me? Huh? Okay, yeah. here we go. Watch this. Watch this. Seventy-five. My luck. Okay, what's that? Oh, come on. I need brighter light here. Oh, look at that. Okay, 38. So that's a, that's a success. Okay. So as you are standing there, you don't quite see that one of these skin devils um, is on the roof near you. It screeches and it's bowels its intestines sort of lash out towards you. Uh, yeah. But you you see it coming. You can go ahead and either dodge or, or strike at it. Oh, I'll strike at it. Yeah, 37. That's a hard right across into it. Okay. Uh, you cut into it. It slices through like butter. Uh, but at the same time, some of this, the the, the bowel contents... Uh, sort of splashes onto you, and it uh, it burns like acid. Um, uh, the creature begins to try to flap away as it's done this uh, with its bowels still hanging out. By this point, everybody notices it doing this. It's also calling out, so you can now you you're pretty sure it's going to alert others. Can we shoot it down with? Uh... Sure. Uh, Renaud, what are you going to do about the stuff on your skin? Um, I'll I'll uh, just try to rinse it off with one of my uh, little pouches okay. of water. In that case, do one d four, and that's how many points of damage it's going to do to you before. Ah, you... Dirty, rotten beast from hell! Come on, d four. Be nice to me. Two. So you've got some chemical burns on you, but not 
not anything worse than that. And it didn't get into your eyes. Yeah. Flanders, do you want to stop and uh, bandage yourself? Put a poultice on that? Sure, yeah, maybe just kind of bandage that up a little. Perhaps yeah. while you do that, we should all light torches. I think if these things can burn us with their vile humors, we might be able to fend them off with fire. Arm in one hand and flame in the other might be the best way, since I expect there'll be more of them to come. Hell itself. We thought, Andre, that we'd seen the bowels. We've only begun, literally. Yes, this is this is where the steps descend. Right. Um, you can hear more of these things hawk, you know, cawing out over the city, um, heading in your direction. Um, all right. So, uh, coming up over the the rooftops, there are at least five more of these things. And they are heading uh, right towards you. Uh, go ahead, and uh, we'll we'll go one by a time again. Fla- uh, Renaud, you, we'll, we'll we'll end with you since we, we you just got injured. Oh, sure. uh, Martinez, you go first. He's probably throwing magic potions. <laughs> You, you know you know what I I am just randomly throwing things whatever I can find anti fairy powder anti gnome powder anti- <laughs> <laughs> well if you want to do that then you're really dodging yeah pretty much that is what he's doing yeah I failed okay so did he. So the thing flies by over you and just misses you with one of its claws. Um, Sneezes at your powder. Uh, Giles. Uh, how far away is the tower? Uh, it's still probably, you know, you're going to have to go down an alleyway or so to get to it, but it's... Okay. I'm going to uh, break into a, a sprint to try and get to the tower because my thinking is that these things are flying around if I get inside that tower they're not flying in there could be okay um, uh, as soon as you start to sprint one of these things is going to change direction to come after you mm-hmm. um, are you just going to dodge or are you going to I'll, I'll swing at okay. it if it's in front of me if it's coming from behind then I would dodge okay uh, it actually is now coming from behind you. Okay, so that'll be a dodge. Yeah, well, looks like I burned all my good rolls. Okay, well. it it swoops down, uh, and as you turn, uh, as you're dodging out of its way, you you fail. The thing latches onto your back. Uh, the rest of you see this thing come down, grab a hold of his back. They're they're not big, maybe three feet at maximum height. But as it grabs onto your back, its claws try to sink in through your. You probably got chainmail on as well, mm-hmm. uh, so it's grabbed a hold of the chainmail and it's trying to bite your neck. Mm. Uh, Andre. I mean, how how close is Giles? If I could 
Well, he ran, so he's yeah, maybe okay. 20 or 30 feet away from you at this point. And one is coming towards me? Yes. Okay, then I'll, I'll kind of go into like a high guard and wait for it to get close and then try to... Okay. Out of the air. Not with a 95. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... As the thing is flying down towards you, it is also going to rip its own bowels out, spin them around, and try to fling them at you. Um, It succeeds. It's going to hit you. Uh, What it's trying to do is wrap them around your neck, Um, which it's it pretty much it succeeds, but that's all that it's done. It's wrapped them around your neck. So you've got these entrails. Brother David. Uh, so I sort of had this plan, torch in one hand, mace in the other, to so sort of get it on the defensive with the fire or see if the okay. fire drives them off. Okay. And if, they, and if it falters, I don't know how this works mechanically, try to swing. You're a, you're a seasoned soldier, so um, yeah, go how ahead. How does it respond to the torch? Uh, it Is doesn't it recoil? really. It doesn't really seem to recoil or notice it, which gives you understand. even more impression that these things aren't even alive. Yeah, but uh, you can't hit it with the flame. Well, the, it's the flame first. So, oh, uh, and I assume that that's the same skill as the mace, more or less. Sure, I mean exactly. it's an easier yeah. thing. Yeah, so that's a regular. Okay, when you hit it with it, you hear it sizzle. Um, uh, but it sort of flails as if it's still trying to to get at you. Uh, but uh, you, it doesn't. It doesn't succeed. Now, Renaud, you can. Act. All right, I will. Being next to Andres, he did the high guard. I'll I'll do the low guard. Maybe maybe that'll get him. Ah. Uh oh, darn! What the heck is that? Is that a? Oh, oh, that's an, oh, that's an O one. I got an O one. Ha ha ha! Ah. Hey, I'm not even going to have you roll. You're just going to cleave one of the things as yeah. it comes at you. Um. So now we are back to Martinez. Uh, you have gonna... dodged one of them, but uh, yeah, it's he's... wheeling around and coming back at you. He's going to actually swing his sword this time. Okay. Okay, he got a hard. Mm. So as he swings around, he also hooks you with one of his claws and tries to swing down and latch onto your neck. Like a vampire. But you've got chainmail on, so you're kind of protected at the moment. Uh, Giles, you've got one of them on your back. Uh, there's like a wall near me of a building or something. Sure. I want to. I want to just slam my back in there and try and pop it like a blister. Okay. Uh, thirty-three. Which fighting brawl? That is a regular. Okay. You kind of smash it against the wall. Um, 
let's do damage. Uh, what would you call that? Like a club? Like, yeah. I mean, I got a damage bonus of plus one d eight. One d eight. Yeah. Plus my damage bonus. Uh, uh, five. Okay, you severely injure it, and it sort of flops to the ground behind you as it as it does as you do this. Uh, Andre. All right. Since I since I missed it on the attack and it's wrapped around my neck, I'm just going to try to pull my sword back up the other way and sever the connection so it stops striking okay. me. Mind the vile humor. Oh, I'm going to spend one point of luck to pass. Seventy-six. <laughs> uh, don't bother. It got a three. Oh. Um, and then it grabbed a hold of you as well. Was it? It, it wrapped its it's wrapped its thing. Okay, so it's going to start to fly up and try to choke you. Um, uh, there's also a burning sensation around your neck where it's grabbed from the uh, acid. Um, let's see, have it do some damage. It's going to do two points of damage as it's trying to literally lift you off the ground by your neck. Uh, Brother David. Uh, my response is going to be based on how immediate the attack on me is versus what's happening to Andre. Okay. Because um, if, I mean, I, or maybe I'll actually ignore the thing that I had singed and just go to, to try to, to smash the, uh, the guts that are attacking Andre. Because if, you know, it's not hard to get choked and we don't understand how these things innards work right okay uh you've hit the one with the flame so it's kind of it's pushed away from you can get to where andre is and the nice thing about the i don't really even have to hit it the intestine with the head of the mace if any part of it hits it it's going to sever it and allow him to get free right so i can i don't have to worry about a lot of preparation However, an 83 is a really terrible roll. Okay. Um, yep. We'll say that as you run towards Andre, you you that's what you're planning, but the thing is flapping around. You're afraid that you'll hit Andre. So yeah, you kind I of falter. You kind of pull your punch and yeah, you don't hit him. Uh <sighs> Renaud. Oh yeah, I'm I should be right next to uh, Andre because he did the high guard and I did the low guard. Right. The low guard seemed to work, so now I'm gonna go up and make sure this one that's trying to fly away with my brother Andre will be cleaved. Hopefully this works. Oh no, ninety-eight, this sword falls out of my hand. Ninety-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 98. Oh, my oh, goodness. God. What if you cut Andre's head off? No, no, I wasn't going for the... the you, the once thing. again, you're... I, it oh. was the creature I was going for, not his intestines on his well, head. Well, we'll say that the way that Andre's being pulled around, you were also afraid that you might accidentally hit him. <laughs> so you, once again, you pulled your your swing. Uh, Martinez. I need to try and get the one off of me, so right. I'm gonna, I guess, try and stab it. I guess I don't know. Okay, okay. I roll. 
uh, rise a hard success. Okay, and he got an 89. So you hook your blade underneath it and and rip it off of you. Uh, it never managed to get a never get managed to get a bite onto your neck. So you you pull it off, you stab it. Um, you're that close. You don't really have to do a roll to see if you you know how much damage you do. You do full damage. Giles. All right. Uh, the one I slammed against the wall is it still on me, or did it fall? No, down? It, it's fallen off, and it's barely wiggling. Okay, I'm gonna stomp on it. Okay, I'd kill it. Um, do you want to do anything else? I'll allow that it's like a half move. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move, start moving back toward the tower. Okay, you're heading towards the tower. All right, Mm -hmm. Andre, you are being, you're on your tiptoes, trying not to choke to death. It says here that you take, it doesn't say what asphyxiation damage is. Um, 30. 30 is a hard success this time. Okay. Um, it uh, got a seven. Oh. Um, so it's it's got those, you're, you're swinging about, you can't quite get a good, good uh, swing in. It's lifted you partly off the ground and you are taking asphyxiation damage uh, it says one one damage per round until you get it off of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so take a point of damage as you are choking. Uh, Brother David, you pulled uh, your last. Yes. Wow. Um, so I'm going to, uh, you know, as Andre's being sort of almost lifted off the ground, I'm going to take my mace arm and grab his wrist and then trace the, the flame of the torch through the guts. Okay. Go ahead. I'm not going to roll in uh, 64. Okay. Four points to make it a regular. Okay. And I got a 98. <sighs> so you, you kind of jam the thing right into the thing's guts and, uh, you you can take sort of control of it that way by you know leverage. You bring it down. Uh, it unwraps from uh, Andre's neck. Uh, Andre, you can uh, you can do a one d four on the acid damage to your neck. Um, but you you pull it down, brother David, and uh, uh, you kind of light it on fire. Uh, yeah, holding onto the bowel, you can you can literally pull it out of the sky and then beat it to death on the ground. Uh, and we'll say uh, we'll say by by hook or by crook, you guys managed to to stop these things. Um, but just as you guys are finishing, you can see Giles is running. Uh, he's almost out of sight. He's gone down an alley and he's turned a corner. Uh, you know he's running towards that tower. What do you guys want to do? I'll make sure everyone's able to to travel. And if I was I was uninjured. I'll I'll go ahead with Martinez and try to catch up to Giles. So okay. he's in there alone while you tend to Andre's wound. Yeah, I'll stay with uh, Andre's and tend his wound. Right. Oh, look at that! And I've I've even got some crafty medicine field bandaging. 
Would that be applicable at this point? Sure. Why not? Okay. So I'll I'll perform bandaging and cleaning. Now I want to ask you guys a question about right in the beginning of this. Um, somebody was up on the towers. Who was up on the towers? I was. Is that Giles? Okay. Yeah, Giles. Um, Giles, uh, you are both being hasty, and you are being cautious. Mm-hmm. Just as you uh, are about to whip around a corner, uh, you you kind of stop and you take a look ahead, and what you see is uh, somebody you recognize, um, uh, Sir Gomery, uh, who was up on the top of the tower with you and went across, uh, one of the more famous of the knights. Uh, he wasn't the first one across, but he was right there with you. Um, you see uh, Gomery on a horseback, and there are a number of soldiers around him. Um, they have just rode into that square that's ahead of you. And you can see the tower is way on, it's just on the other side um, as he as he rides in there. Uh, do a let's call it a I guess no, what would you call it? Um, do your constant, do your, your other kingdoms roll. Okay, do you guys do you guys have something called insight? Oh, uh, uh, yes, I do. Roll insight. Dear That's God. actually what it says. Oh, it's fucking terrible. Huh, what a surprise. I didn't get uh, under okay. my five. <laughs> something, just something, seems odd that you would see him in this part of the city. Yeah. Um. You can hear him, though, say to his men, they're around here somewhere. Find them and kill them. Hmm. Uh, I will uh, not go charging out into the square to where I'm obvious. I'm going to maybe push myself up against the wall if there's a doorway to kind of like hide it and make myself less seen. Okay. Um, so yeah, you pull back. Uh, you can hear him saying these uh, these these men are traitors to the cause. We need to uh, bring them down before they do any more damage to the city. But there's something about his mannerisms and about the way he says it doesn't sound like Gomery. Oh, okay, gotcha. Sounds like it could be somebody else, but he looks exactly like Marie. Uh meanwhile the others are you know 50 feet behind you and uh they I think they stopped for a few seconds what do you want I'm to going do? to be looking back now you know kind of keep try and keep an eye on but look back that way if they're coming around I can kind of like give them the hush 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 you know I'd say that uh, Martinez and I am two rounds behind you, and and uh, the others will be a, a minute. Yeah, a okay. couple more rounds behind you. 
he puts as, well. as the rest of you start moving forward, you then see uh, Giles kind of hiding, giving you the signal to. You can hear horses in their way and noises sound like soldiers. Did the Venetians beat us here? No, it's a uh, uh, a fellow knight, but something about him is off, and he's he's telling them to to find and kill them, and I I fear he means us. Uh, is it a Frank that you know, or is it a is it a commander, or a... was he a, was he a Frank? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yes, yes. It it is a a Frank that I know. We we uh, came across on the uh, the tower together. Well, uh, they say that the Simulare can make anyone can make its wearer look like anyone mm. what if we shine some light on him and uh see glints of what's real did he name any of us no not that i heard called us trait he called called the those a hunts traitors you you only have seconds before these soldiers start to move out. There's maybe twenty of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna go out and try and engage um, Tw- twenty horse r- men. No, horses. most of the mo- only he was on horseback. Yeah, oh, okay, I was like, yeah. yeah um, and do a you're you know you're a, a seasoned veteran, mm-hmm. so do a um do an intelligence roll. Okay. Mm, intelligence that's regular you're guessing that at least half of those soldiers were probably completely hung over and uh and not they looked a bit disheveled like they've been whoring and drinking and everything else all night long so they're not going to be very very top of their game mm-hmm uh, do we do we risk it to shine the light on him, or perhaps if we call him out as an imposter, at least we'll buy ourselves time. We can. I don't know how far behind us are Ronaldo or Andre. They've probably caught up by now. So, um, wow, that poultice you make, uh, Renaud, really smells. But his look, his neck looks better. Uh, uh, you said his name was Gomery, a mm-hmm. Frank. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's apparently a Frank calling for traitors, and uh, he's got a a party, and they're probably after us. They're between us and the tower. I think uh, we may have been traduced, or it may be this deaf car suit in disguise we could try to sneak around to the tower or we could try to shine light on the suit or we could hightail it it's it's a day isn't it it's day it's morning we the sun is up we, can, we, we, we just have catch to the right angle of the sun 
Mm-hmm. We don't need to shine a light on him if he's outside. Right, uh, and uh, the the Lazarite said perhaps if the light was behind him, the or light would be oblique. Yeah, bleak. If but if, if we that... just run out there and start swinging at him, I think we're going to get crossbows in our throats. Well, but if if the majority of his troop has well, disbanded, we... looking for us, and yeah. they are also uh, hung over. They're not going to be the top of their game. This might be the best time to let his troops disband searching for us, and then we confront him at that point. We'd have gonna, a window. Are you going to hide? Yes. Conceal yourself? There's probably plenty of places around to conceal yourself. Mm-hmm. All right. You conceal yourselves, and after a few moments, soldiers actually end up going past where you guys are hiding. Um, they start to fan out. Um uh, but within a few moments, you you think that most of them are most of them, the majority have gone farther away. Um, there might still be some in the square, but there's far less than there were a minute ago. Can from kind of shifting a little bit side to side from our from our hiding spots, do we see uh, a glimpse, uh, an image, a gleam of light within? Uh, well, do a, do a luck roll to see if you can find a spot where you can see. Okay, let's try this. That is a 39 out of 75, so that's a solid hit there. You have wormed your way into the building you're in, and you found a spot where you can see Gomery. Um, indeed, as he's sitting on the horse, and he's he's got four people there with him, um it's almost like a glint of like rainbow like a spectrum that it's like right on the edge of bits and parts of his body with the sun glinting off of it uh you've seen you know light glinting off of glass and light glinting off of metal but this is a little different it's almost got its own light to it, and it's very faint. It's it's only there for moments, and then it's gone. Oh, yeah, so he's definitely okay. sparkling a little. Yeah, that's not him. This 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 is this is a deception. Oh, Let's we call, should all spring and, and ambush him. At and there's only there's only four of them now, plus him. Indeed, all we right. must confront him immediately. Okay. Go in and swords gleaming. I think that's I, where we're going to call it. No. And uh, you will go in next time. Um, so it's mid. It's it's the middle of the morning. Uh, you guys are next to the square near the uh, tower, and you are about to go in and fight uh, Gomery and his people, if it's Gomery at all. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, David Gasway, Stuart Lively, Keith Craig, and Josh Harwood, with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you would like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. 
like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.